Welcome to a live episode of the Work and Play podcast. Today, we're going to talk about code switching. Now, the topic came up this morning, not actually this morning, but it came up like, you know, uh, through a couple conversations that I've had around like, you know, showing up as your most authentic self. And so this morning, I decided that I'm going to pivot just a little bit and I wanted to talk about code switching because a lot of it, honestly and truly, I learned more about it as I researched. So we're on this research journey, right? Which means that it is my duty to, one, think about how do these situations affect us as we're transitioning from corporate to entrepreneur, but also like, where does all this stuff come from? So as I started researching about code switching, I learned a lot more than I realized was actually a thing. So first of all, I'll say this. I know about code switching from my experience as a black woman in corporate America. So everybody knows there's a difference between, hi, this is Arielle. Nice to meet you versus what's up, girl? How you doing? What up, sis? Right. Completely different vibes. And honestly and truly, this is just natural for a lot of folks in the black community. But as I did my research, code switching honestly doesn't even originate in um, the black community, but it is heavily used for survival in our in our in our life and in our situations, right? So first of all, I wanna just talk about it. Like, why do we code switch? So I know one thing, um, for a long time, I think code switching has been glorified by, not glorified, really, honestly, a joke. You know what I mean? Like when you know your mom is on the phone real quick or she's cussing you out and she's like, you know, you need to da 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 and all of a sudden, hi, how can I help you? you like, uh-uh, that's not even you. And growing up as a kid, you're like, listen, I'm never going to be like that. But then you find yourself in the elevator one day and you're talking to your homegirl and you're like, you know, listen, I can't do this. Da, 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 da. You're talking to your normal lingo and you say, hi, Bob, how are you? <laughs> listen, I know I'm not the only one. And so that's the nature of code switching that I'm familiar with. Why do we do that? I would say it's because we've like subconsciously had like held these um these behaviors as like survival techniques but you know that's me and my deep self right but you know those who are not that deep might just say listen you have to know how to work the room you know how to be the person you have to know your audience right and sometimes code switching makes other people feel comfortable well i'm torn on that so i kind of want to know what you think because you know when it comes to leaving corporate america there's a certain mindset that i've developed and so as a coach i'm pushing you to choose yourself and not to like use so much energy to do something like code switching but there are some people who feel like you know code switching has its place being able to um communicate so for example when you're trying to communicate an idea let's say um in a therapeutic environment and i'm using this therapeutic environment because i just graduated from school and it's fresh on my mind but if you're in a therapeutic environment and your client is from a different background than you, in order for you to get over like the, the idea that you want to get over, you have to meet them where they're at, right? Meeting them where they're at means that, you know, maybe you use more of a relaxed dialect. Maybe you don't talk in like your, um, your usual, you know, 10 syllable, you know, dictionary words. Maybe you just kind of talk to them as a regular person. And by regular person, I just mean like, you use slang sometimes. You might use a curse word sometimes because this is what's going to be receptive to your, your client. And so in that case, there's another form of um, code switching that's appropriate, right? 
So I did all my research and I was doing some like thinking about like, why do people actually code switch? So instead of me like going off of my own thoughts, we're going to talk about this, um, this article from NPR uh, and it's written by Matt Thompson. So I'm going to give this man credit because the article was actually pretty interesting. Not one time is the African-American experience mentioned. And the reason I think that's valuable is because I was having a, a conversation with a friend of mine that as African-Americans, we move through society with um, emotional trauma, right? It's the more, the closer you feel like you are to slavery and to the diaspora, the more you recognize that your lineage comes from um, a background of Herod, of um, a background of slavery, right? And so because of that, present day African-Americans move through life with this chip on their shoulder or with this like false sense of safety or with like kind of like a, a veneer of like who they really are so that they can protect themselves from, you know, said um, enemies. Right. Which would be those of the other of the opposite, not opposite, but just white people. Right. Let's just call it what it is. Calling it what it is, is, is going to make this, the rest of this podcast much easier. So I'm going to try my best to just be real. And so the energy that it takes for a person to overcome that um, emotional trauma, it really just, it just, it's too much, right? So one of, that's one of the reasons why I chose to leave corporate America. It was that, you know, honestly and truly there was initially an emotional response to just having to code switch in general. And I was good at it, but after a while, I just was like, you know, I'm using too much energy and too much brain power to do that. And so I decided not to. So as I'm reading this article, five reasons why people code switch, a lot of these reasons have very little to do with survival techniques and more to do with just fitting in or kind of getting what you want. So let's go through some of the, the comments. And I'm curious to know what you guys think. First of all, have you guys ever heard of this thing called lizard brain? So lizard brain is, um, is really, really interesting. It says folks slip up into different language and accent without even realizing. Um, one story was told by this lady, uh, uh, Lisa, um, who was born in, in Los Angeles, but she's a, she's Japanese by inheritance, right? So she speaks Japanese and she is, um, but she's native, um, LA, right? So she speaks English normally. And she tells a story about how she went to this maze this maze was like a haunted maze. So it, it freaked her out. And as soon as she got freaked out, the knee jerk reaction made her switch to like her English brain because she really had spent her entire life speaking English, even though she's Japanese. And even though that's a really big part of her heritage, lizard brain obviously allows her to like switch in and out. I imagine it's very close to like a chameleon, right? When you're able to be a chameleon, you can adapt to different situations. And so because of this situation is very benign and not necessarily around being accepted or survival or any of those things. It's just like, because that's who you really are. And on the inside, you might speak, you might walk around speaking Japanese because either that's what your parents want from you or because you want to be conscious about that. But subconsciously, I think lizard brain is your, your default, you know, your default being or your default language that you use. And so this started to open my mind up to ways that we could actually utilize code switching, not in a, in a, from a, from a place of trauma, but just from a, like a place of just allowing yourself to just be natural wherever you are. Right. 
So instead of going into the office and and having to use so much energy to like be your corporate self, right? You can allow yourself to just let your hair, hair hang down if if you are ever in a natural situation with your coworkers or your team members and let them let them get a chance to see who you really are. I also think that that like that type of code switching allows you to start to play with not play with but build momentum into the um, the new lifestyle that you're creating. So um, one of the struggles that a lot of new entrepreneurs, especially those who are leaving corporate America, deal with is showing up on social media. And you feel like you have to code switch in order to, well, you, you, you already do code switching really well while you're in corporate America. And you feel like you should be able to maintain that, that same level of code switching, right? You're who you are behind social media doors. But as soon as you turn on live, you're like, welcome to the, honestly and truly, if you look back at the old Work and Play podcast, that was me. If you look at any of my old lives, that was me. And here in this moment, I'm also practicing not code switching because in order for you to be coached by me, you have to understand that I am my authentic self regardless. And that person is what's is who's tapping into you. So as soon as I get up out, outside of myself, then you already are aware that this part is inside of me because we've had so many different conversations before we even had started the coaching relationship. Before I go into the second reason that people resort to code switching. I want to think, I'm thinking back to the first uh, client experience I had where I was actually code switching in that, in that situation because I wanted to show up with this professionalism, right? And I wanted to convey everything that I needed to say in a very succinct way, in a very professional way. And I was talking to a client about something that really was, it was, it was starting to get me passionate about what she was really trying to accomplish. So one of her goals was to make $10,000 a month before she exited her corporate job. Well, to back into that, we have to know your numbers. And knowing your numbers is based on what your prices are, how many do you need to sell in order to get your $10,000? Who is your customer? How many customers do you need, right? These are knowing your numbers. But when we broke down the numbers of her offer, the numbers were so small that it would take years in order to get that $10,000. So we had to work our way up and process this from a mindset shift week over week so that she would get comfortable with raising her prices, not just raising her prices arbitrarily, but combining the value in what she was offering so that it would actually be able to sell and be productive to get to her goal of $10,000. So for those of you guys who are joining, come on, come on in. Welcome. Drop a line. Let me know who you are, where you're listening from, because we're just getting into this conversation today. We're talking about code switching. Um, on the Work and Play podcast live. And um, I'm telling you guys a story about how I actually was code switching in my first, one of my first coaching client um, interactions. And so I'm showing up in this conversation like, well, we have to do your prices this way. Like not even we have to do your prices this way. It's just like, we're talking through the rationale of her pricing structure. And we're also understanding who your, your target audience is and what is their budget for typical projects that you wanna offer, right? And so doing this, we're talking and I'm just going with the flow and, and I realized we were hitting a block. So something inside of me just came up and I said, well, you can't sell quality, you know, you can't sell luxury items for peanuts. And I got a little bit more outside of myself and I said, oh, I apologize immediately. I apologize. I'm like, I got outside of myself. And she was like, no, no, no. I need to hear the truth. And at that moment, I realized I can't be cold switching in my own business. 
And so if you're cold switching in corporate America, know that that behavior is not going to serve you when you become an entrepreneur. So that story is for me, but I also wanted to share more stories from these research articles um, because honestly and truly we have to understand like what is cold switching? Why is it helpful? Why do we actually do it? And do we want to continue using this behavior going forward? So the second reason that I want to explore with you guys is um, we want to fit in. This one is much more simple. Um, and again, I can share you another, another per personal experience because I grew up in Atlanta, Georgia. And in um, Atlanta, Georgia, there's Fulton County. In Fulton County, there's a South Fulton County, there's a North Fulton County. And I don't know why this is a thing, but anytime you go to any like city, I feel like the South side is always the hood. Like, is this just me? I mean, now in Atlanta, there's the South side, the West side and the East side and the North side is typically the bougie part. Um, but I took the bus at five o'clock in the morning from, at, from South Fulton to North Fulton so that I can get an education. And so for me, you know, my mom gave me a talk, like the first day she was like, listen, you about to go to school. I decided to go to school up there because my school zoning was changing. She said, you about to go upstairs, go up, go up North with, um, you know, the people who out there, it was called Fulton Science Academy. So she, she was like, you about to be out there, you know, with the people who cook in the drugs. I don't need you touching the drugs. I don't want you dealing with it. I don't want you like, really, like she gave me all of the, the do's and don'ts of being in this environment. Hey, Jonathan Jones in the house. Why, so listen, you're not even in Atlanta and the South Side is always the hood. Why is that? North is where people go when they get money. Why is that? And that's a whole nother conversation for another day. I need to write that down because in this conversation, we're actually talking about code switching. And for some reason, even though I made this decision to go up north and bring my black self up to the north side, in hindsight, I could have been bringing my own flavor, right? In hindsight, I could have just been showing up as who I was, but I don't think I knew what my identity was. So one of the things that I often say in my own story is I didn't necessarily identify as a black woman, right? A black woman with black, you know, with some of the issues that black women face until I was like 25 and I started to break the mold, right? And then I started to realize, oh, once I start becoming who I really am, once I start wearing my hair like I really want it, friction happens. And it's not to say that I was being judged or prejudged or whatever, it's just to say that my environment started to shift. People started to react to me a different way. And I started to react to people differently. Cold switching was not as easy when you're wearing an Afro and a little side phase fade and you're listening to, um, you know, fight the power at your cubicle. You get what I'm saying? It does something to you. And so honestly and truly, that, that's a part of like mindfulness and understanding who I am and who I really want to show up as. And it doesn't allow you to use your energy to cold switch. So I think that's really funny. So here I am. I'm getting up at five o'clock in the morning to travel all the way to the north side. And fitting in is absolutely what I was trying to do. Even though I wasn't like actively like trying to find friends or anything like that. It was just like, well, you have to do what the people do up north. Just like my mom gave me to talk about this is what they do, do not do. It's also like this is what they do and this is how you fit in. You start to learn the culture. You start to learn how do people talk. You start to learn the music that that's popular up there. And so I started to develop two personalities. So while I'm up north and we're listening to like certain types of music, I go back to the south side and my friends are listening to a whole different type of music. Right. And so 
this fit in concept, it really never really like if you think code switching is going to allow you to fit in. I honestly think based on this article, um, they were talking about like being able to fit in and, and where they were raised um, and how being 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 taught like um, like a certain language. You feel like, oh, if I speak Ebonics, then I'll be able to fit in. But what happens is, what happens is you go to the South Side and your Black friends feel like you're not that Black, right? Or you go to the North Side and people think, oh my God, you're so country. You sound like you're so, you're so hood. And they're getting to know you from different perspectives, but you never fit in because you're always code switching, right? Like you're always using someone else's language to communicate with them when you could just literally communicate with your own language. That's why I really, really admire people who are just who they are authentically and never had to learn. Well, they didn't have to learn like a lot of us did through like learning how to unlearn code switching because they've always been themselves. And now you find you find people who are in corporate America in like the culture department who are just, they just know black culture and they just are who they are. They've been rocking the locks. They've been wearing the natural hair. They've been doing all these things. And now corporations are starting to see value and you just being who you are, not trying to cold switch. Because when you cold switch, you might count yourself out of blessings. When you cold switch, you might actually meet somebody where they are instead of just being who you are. They think you're just, just like them. But sometimes when you're different, you get the best opportunities, Right? Fitting in is not always the best case scenario. Fitting in sometimes limits your potential. And that's why I just was like, listen, we're not spending no energy in this. Um, I think I want to spend the last couple of minutes on, let me see, let me see. Mm, nah, I'm going to spend it on, we want to get something. And so what the author here is saying, um, a lot of folks code switch not to fit in, but to actively integrate themselves into other or to others. We cannot tell you how many dozens of stories we got from people who work in service industries who said that um, the Southern accent um, is um, a surefire way to get better tips. Ooh, that don't even make me feel good. Because if the Southern accent is a surefire way to get you tips and more sympathetic customers, it's like you're, you are capitalizing on this stereotype that like, you know, I feel like it's tied to slavery. Honestly, I feel like it's tied to, to like Southern values and how like you think about, you think about Aunt Jemima. And so if it benefits you monetarily, you're going to turn on this, this Southern accent and say, how can I help you and get these pancakes today? And then let somebody tip you because you're excited, but that's not who you really are. I think that's a bit gross. But he says, apparently everyone who works in the restaurant picks up y'all immediately upon arriving at their job. You can pull off the right accent in the right context. You can get all kinds of favors. Um, and as a story from Patty, he goes into a story of how, of how this is illustrated. Hey, hey, those who you who, who are joining right now, we are on the work and play uh, live, not the replay, but the live. And I'm going to do this every single Friday at 8 a.m. because this is like the way that I want to connect with you guys. So please share back. Listen, I appreciate you guys' stories and your, your feedback on how even this topic, code switching, applies to you. Because this, this conversation actually grosses me out because we want something. We want to get something. And what I've learned is that I get the best blessings when I'm literally just being myself. 
I get the best blessings when I'm just being naturally who I am, when I'm not even thinking about getting something. Like this, this goes back to the concept that we all know and love, get in the room. And there have been times when I just got in the room just to be me and I wasn't trying to get anything. And I've been blessed tenfold with just craziest opportunities. This had nothing to do with me cold switching so that I can fit into the room. Yet, I still felt my brain wanting to show up a certain way. I felt my subconscious saying, how do I need to show up in this room in order to get what I want? So I'm not trying to paint myself as like, oh, don't, you know, I never had to deal with it. What I will say is I recognize the thought and then I address it. Sometimes I like to say it out loud. Sometimes I like to journal it. Sometimes I like to ask myself, why do you feel like you have to be someone else in order to be accepted, in order to fit in? And those are the conversations that truly, truly um, are cha game changers for me because then I get a chance to look at myself. I get to self-assess and then I get to ask myself, who do you want to show up as? And that's what this transformation is about. That's what you transitioning from corporate to entrepreneurship is about. It's about you being able to show up who you want as who you want and you being able to like literally bring value in the most authentic way. Authenticity is not overrated. Regardless of what people in corporate America will tell you, they know how to shift, be shapeshifters, but all of us are not good at being shapeshifters. And so if you're spending energy on trying to be good at that, you might be wasting your time. You might be wasting your energy and you might need to dedicate time to sit down and ask yourself, who do you want to show up as? And just put energy into doing that consistently. Because as you do that, whether you're still in your job or not, especially while you're in your job, you can start the exit process, like the exit process much sooner. And that's what I want for you guys. I want you to show up as your authentic self before you leave corporate. I don't, want to feel, I don't want you to feel like you have to escape and you fall flat on your face in entrepreneurship and then you finally get a chance to feel what freedom feels like. You can start that now. You don't have to be, with, with, be held down by corporate politics or red tape or feeling like you won't fit in or feeling like you won't get the promotion if you become yourself. You're creating your own promotion. This process that you're in right now in corporate America is just to sustain you until you start building your exit, your exit account. And so that's it, you know? I'm curious. I'm glad you guys, somebody like Jonathan came in and shared a little bit. Those of you guys who are here, thank you so much for being here. Listen, I really have enjoyed this conversation and I enjoy you guys just being here with the energy. Like it really does help. And I, I do plan on continuing these live episodes every single Friday because I, I need to like deliver this information, not in a pre-recorded, edited fa fashion, but just honestly and truly in my most authentic self, y'all are going to catch just a different side. Like, we're going to branch out. We're going to do some things, okay? The last thing I want to say, because we got to pay some bills, is that I am creating the, well, actually recreating. This is going to be this is going to be rendition two of the Corporate Exit Blueprint. And what it is, is a program that's designed to help you process what is your exit strategy from corporate and how do you make revenue in your business so that you double your income and you can leave corporate America whenever you want to, right? You don't have to rely on the corporate structure if that's not what you want to do. And so the corporate exit blueprint is to help you build that exit strategy and for me to provide support as I help you process what emotions come up and how do we actually take action to make money in our business? If that's something that's interested to, interesting to you or if that's something you're interested in, I'm going to drop the comment. I'm going to drop the link below for you guys to actually click and join the waitlist because as soon as the corporate exit blueprint is available, 
I want to be able to reach out to you and let you know, hey, it's time. Let's get it. Let's take action. No more code switching. Be you. All right. And so until next time, I thank you guys for showing up. Thank you for joining me on the Work and Play podcast, the live edition. And I definitely will be seeing you next week, Friday, 8 8 a.m. Eastern time for another conversation. Next one's going to be real juicy. So y'all just tune in. Okay. See you next time. Peace.